I guarantee you, if sin enters into a marriage and if it thrives in a marriage, you won't have that marriage very long. If sin enters into your checking account, you won't have your money very long. Because it will always make you stay longer than you plan to or to take you further than you wanted to go. I'm telling you, it will. So Jesus is the only one that breaks the power of sin. So this is why Jesus is hated so much in this society because he is the one who breaks the power of sin. And the enemy wants to keep the culture under bondage so that he can control it. Well, hello, my friends. This is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you once again for joining me for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Kingdom Rock Radio is the outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center, located right here in Bremen, Georgia. Stop by and come and see us sometime. We would be so glad to have you. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to continue with part number two of this series entitled The Final Call. Today's subtitle is Expected Accepted Wrongs. That's right, Expected Accepted Wrongs. On today's broadcast, we're going to talk about that invisible veil of deception that is covering the minds of people and leading them into a life of servitude and bondage to the enemy. You know, Jesus Christ has set us free, and by His sacrifice, it destroys errors, it destroys sin, and grants us access and freedom in the kingdom of God. So I want you to hear this message and really be blessed. Don't forget to go to our website 24 hours a day at www.kingdomrock.org. You can download the Kingdom Rock app and get the word and be happy. We will be so glad that you join us there on the web. Well, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled Expected Accepted Wrongs, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. And uh, so today we want to zoom in on the second part of this series. And I want you not only to hear the word, but I want you to digest the word. Are you understanding? Not merely just hearing, but get it in you. And let it mull over in your spirit. Meditate on the word of God, because I'm going to give you a lot of truths, uh, some of them very quickly. So you're going to need to hear this word of God. uh, Hear this word again. Review your notes. You can either go online, get the app, get the CD, get the DVD, whatever you have to do, and hear the word of God again and get it in you. Because we are, in fact, right now in the last days. Not just saying that we are currently in the last days. You are currently existing in the last days. Okay, so we have to know what's going on. We have to be armed. We have to, um, not armed as in firearms. Oh my God, no. But you have to be armed with the knowledge of who Jesus is and what the Lord has said. Are you hearing? All right. Here again, we're going to speak from the subject today of expected, accepted wrongs. In our society today, now we're going to still go into John 8, so you can go to John 8 if you like, but we're going to be a minute before we get there. You can put your finger there or put something there, because we're also going to go some other places as well. But I, I really do need you to hear this. I really do need you to hear it. So let me just pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this time that you've given us to gather around your word. Lord, I pray that your people will hear your word. Give them hearts to respond to your word. And Lord, after all the word has gone forth, 
Father, I pray that you would help them to meditate on on that word and just continue to uh, reveal to them what you are saying from heaven. Lord, I declare the answer is not in me. It is in you. I ask you, Lord God, to speak through me and uh, give your people ears to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, by faith. Here we go. Expected, accepted wrongs. Uh, There are expected, accepted wrongs in our society today. Now, what do I mean by expected, accepted wrongs? Uh, These are errors or sins that our society anticipates and has deemed to be permissible. Let me say that again. These are errors or sins that our society anticipates and has deemed to be permissible. Uh, These errors or sins are widely known and are seen and are seen by many um, to be necessary for the proper function of our society. But they are an affront, all these errors or sins I'm about to tell you, they are an affront to the character of God. As a matter of fact, many things that you will see today are not only uh, permissible, not only do people wink at them and say it's okay, but many will encourage you to do it. Okay? So, uh, I want you to see that there is an that there is a curtain of deception that is alive and well in our society today. Oh boy, it is there. And so today by the power of the Holy Spirit, we're going to pull back that curtain so that you may see uh, the deception that is right now in our society. You are confronted with it every day. Are you hearing? Now, um, these things are accepted. There are some, here again, there, there are some uh, errors or sins that, uh, that are expected. They are accepted. They are winked at. They are seen to be okay in the world. And, and many in the world would also uh, uh, compel you to do it. Go ahead and do it. And uh, that is the worldly mentality. But even more so, uh, a horrifying truth uh, there is a horrifying truth, and the horrifying truth to all of this is that many in the halls of the church agree with it. Amen. We've come into the church with the same thinking of the world. Amen. Amen. We spoke last night, I told you, last time we told you that there is a venom uh, that many in the church have been struck with. Yes. Now I'm telling you, this is very deceptive. Amen. And the world thinks this way, and they say it's okay. But God says something else. So I want you to look for a moment. Let's go to our board just for a moment. There are some man ideas and there are some God ideas. These are in contradiction one with another. Man would say it's okay, but God says, no, it's not okay. Let me write that on the board. Man would say, and you're going to see this, man would say it's, it's okay. God would say No, it's not okay. Don't do that. There's a reason why God says don't do this because he knows that all of these things, and we're going to see this, maybe not today, but we'll see this in the book of John, the 8th chapter, that all sin leads to bondage. As a matter of fact, you can say sin equals bondage. Guarantee you, sin equals bondage. And so God wants his children out of bondage. And because he wants you out of bondage, that means you're going to have to come out of sin. But here again, there is a system in place now that leads people into bondage 
And this bondage is celebrated and is encouraged. Why is it celebrated? Why is it encouraged? Because this bondage is a system of control. Now, whenever you talk about bondage, you have to be talking about a slave master relationship. Somebody has to be the master. And there is someone that is pulling the strings. So, of course, we want you, the world wants you to accept these things that God said is wrong. Of course, the the enemy wants you to accept them so that he can control. And when we receive what God receives, we come away from that. When we reject what God rejects, we come away from the bondage of the enemy. Are you with me? So here again, the horrifying truth is that many in the halls of the church who are meant to have the answer, many sitting in church or around church say that many of these things are also okay. Are you with me? These expected, accepted wrongs all stem from the rejection of three core truths. Everything, because I'm about to give you a list of things. These uh, expected accepted wrongs or these wrongs that are like I said they, they are expected they are anticipated they are already accepted they're deemed to be okay or permissible they're wrongs they are errors they are they are sin there are sins these three are are present in our society in our society today because of the rejection of three core truths one The Bible is the infallible word of God and should be obeyed fully. These things, these expected, accepted wrongs are there because our society as a whole have rejected the word of God as the infallible word of God and refuse to obey it from cover to cover in its totality. This is why these things uh, can uh, evolve uh, in our society. Secondly, the second core truth is that Jesus is the only true Savior. He is the only true Savior. When they reject this, when they reject the Bible, they they reject not only Bible, but doing what it says. And then they reject Jesus as the only true Savior, the only way to get to God. This is why these things can um, proliferate in our in our society. And the third thing is that uh, Jesus is also the Lord, King and Judge. So if they reject the word of God, reject God's word, reject the Bible and what it says, and they reject his Christ in short, then these things can flourish or thrive in our society. So this is why you go into many places and they say, don't say the name of Jesus. It's offensive. It's offensive because the name of Jesus brings light into a dark area. Are you hearing? Let's look a little bit further. So what are, again, these expected accepted wrongs? They are behaviors that our society winks at and says, it's okay. And many of these wrongs uh, are and will continue to be accepted by most people if, now here's a big word here. Let me put this down on this board. Between man and God, many have put the word if. If, they put the word if. If 
Well, you're going to see that in just a few moments. They put the word if. Many in our society have said that things are okay if, if there is a valid reason, meaning everything is better when you salt it with the word if. Salted with the word if. You're going to see this. Uh, if, they say, if it protects you, uh, you can do it. Or if it doesn't hurt anybody else, you can do it. If it involves solving an immediate problem, you can do it. If it just feels good to you, then do it. Just do it, they say. What are, what are some of these expected, accepted wrongs? I'm so glad that you asked what these are. Well, let's take a look. And rather than me just going through a list of something that I concocted, let's go into this book. There is a book that was written thousands, thousands of years ago that talks about things that are happening today. There's a book that said people say that men wrote it, but in fact, God himself spoke to men of old and they wrote it down because the father knew what would be happening now way back then you know that book it's called the bible so let's look into the book and see what the book says okay remember the remember this list are are currently seen uh in many places in our society and, uh, and many times they are encouraged to be done. Uh, let's look at uh, 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 12. What are these wrong behavior? What, what are these expected, accepted wrongs? 1 Corinthians 12, verses 6, or rather, 1 Corinthians, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9 through 11. Just going to go straight there. I'm going to read, first of all, to you out of the Amplified Bible. I like the way it reads, and then we'll go back briefly to the King James, and then we're going to have to move on further. Oh, our time is really going away. Are y'all still with me so far? First Corinthians 6, verses 9 through 11, out of the Amplified Bible, reads like this. It reads, Do you not know that the unrighteous... And the evildoers will not inherit or have any share in the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived, body of Christ. Do not be deceived, misled. Neither the impure or immoral or idolaters or adulterers, rather nor adulterers, nor those who participate in homosexuality, nor cheats, swindlers, and thieves nor greedy uh, graspers, nor drunkards, nor foul-mouthed revilers and slanderers, nor extortioners and robbers will inherit or have any share uh, in the kingdom of God. And such some of you were once, but you were washed clean, purified by a, a complete atonement for sin and made free from the guilt of sin. And you were uh, consecrated, set apart, hallowed, and you were justified, uh, pronounced righteous by trusting in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Holy Spirit of our God. Now, that's a mouthful. Amplified Bible blew it up a bit. I'm going to blow it up a little bit more for you, okay? Can we do that? Amen. Go into the King James Version. Let's look at this. 
King James says, uh, 1 Corinthians 9, uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11, it says this, know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. All right, first of all, we know that people say, well, as long as you do good, surely you'll be accepted. That's okay with man, it's not okay of God. with God. Doing good is not God's standard. Your doing good will not meet God's standard of righteousness. There's only one way to meet God's standard of righteousness, and that is through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, believing in Jesus as Lord and Savior. Do we understand that? All right. It says, be not deceived, neither fornicators. King James says, neither fornicators. Now, this is a very powerful word. Say fornicators. Now, the word fornicator uh, in, in the Greek is um, parnos, parnos. And it looks like this, the transliteration looks like this word. Here's the transliteration. Now, here again, these are things that people accept and say, it's okay. Uh, the transliteration of the Greek word uh, parnos looks like this. P O. R N O S. Which we get our word porno from. Is pornography accepted in our society today? Billions of dollars later, absolutely. Okay, so fornication is not only speaking, of course it talks about premarital sex, but it's not only speaking that there is a spirit uh, evolved around that. There's a spirit that enshrouds itself around that. And that uh, the Greek word there is parnas. Transliteration, pornas. Are you hearing? So when it says, when King James says here, do not be deceived, neither pornas. That is fornicators. Okay, now we understand Jesus said, whoever, whoever looks upon a woman to lust at her have already committed adultery with her in his heart. So it is a sin of the heart. And much of that uh, pornos is sins of the heart. Okay, now these are act, different activities that are deemed to be okay. Wink, wink in our society. <laughs> Okay, but the end of it is bondage because it is sin. That means there's a chain attached to it. There is bondage attached to it. And if we talk about sin, you have to talk about bondage. Bondage attaches to a master and the master of this is Satan. The master is the enemy. So what he wants to do is to ensnare you so that he can control you. That's the whole thing. Get you hooked, get you addicted so that he can control you. And once you are under the enemy's control, he will dominate and ultimately destroy your life. His main purpose in these things, in these expected, accepted wrongs, is to pull you away from God. Okay? Are you still with me today? So it says, uh, neither fornicators, or neither pornas, uh, nor idolaters, nor uh, adulterers. Now, adultery here in the Greek uh, not only means someone being unfaithful in marriage, but it means someone that is faithless toward God. James 4 tells us that God calls them, he says, you adulterers and adulteresses, don't you know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? So now, he starts off by saying, 
don't be deceived. Don't be deceived that none of the persons that are involved in these activities will inherit the kingdom of God. He already said it, but our society says it's okay. But God said it's not okay. Are you hearing? Oh, I know it's tight. I know it's tight. That's why we're going to have to really beg and plead and ask God to wash us and cleanse us of the contaminants of this world. Let's go a little bit further. It says again, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, uh, nor adulterers, nor effeminate. Say effeminate. Now, the word effeminate here means, it means a boy kept out of the Greek. It means a boy kept for homosexual relations with a man. It means uh, it relates of a male who substitutes, rather, of a male who submits his body to unnatural lewdness. It means of a male prostitute. So that talks about pedophilia. Won't really go into all of that. But especially in that culture then, uh, there was a big problem with the adults um, attempting to have relations with the small children. And you better bet it is still going on on in our society today. So he says, neither effeminate will inherit the kingdom of God. Now all these... Now, a lot of people now here, here again, we're talking about a billion, billions of dollars in industry, a billion dollar industry. It makes so much money because so many, so many people say, OK, well, it's all right. I understand. But God has already said, no, 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 because it's going to lead you to a slave master relationship with the devil. And it will ultimately destroy your life, destroy your marriage, destroy your career. Oh, how many careers has it destroyed? How many lives, how many marriages do these things destroy? Reputations destroy. Are you hearing me? Let's go a little bit further. Then it says that nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. Now, the, the, the words abusers of themselves with mankind is actually one Greek word. It's a long Greek word. So I didn't put it down. But you are welcome to research it yourself. It's a long ring word, Greek word, which means this. One who lays, rather one who lies with a man as with a female, sodomite, homosexual. So in our society today, especially around the world, homosexuality is deemed to be okay. Same-sex marriage is deemed to be okay. But in the eyes of God, God said that no one who is involved in these activities, here again, will inherit the kingdom of God. So what does that mean for us today? Do we go and point our fingers and all this other stuff? Why? That is such a backwards mindset. If you're going to point your finger there, begin, first of all, look in your bathroom mirror and start pointing the finger there. After you sufficiently point your finger in your, your own bathroom mirror at the person who looks right at you, after you've sufficiently pointed your finger there, then think about going pointing somewhere else. As we saw there in John 8, let him that's without sin first cast a stone at her. Are you understanding? All of us are toe up from the flow up. 
We need a checkup from the neck up because some things are going on. We've been all struck with the venom. Some of us, the venom is some of us, the venom is in us so deep you can't see it on the surface. But it's there. The venom is there. So no one should go point the finger at anyone else, whether whether they are uh, effeminate, whether whether they are uh, homosexual, whether the list list of the, what you saw here, uh, thieves, robbers, so forth and so on. No one should go point the finger at anybody else. The Lord, remember what the Lord said. He said, uh, how can you um, uh, deal with your brother? He said, why don't you deal with your brother that has a speck in his eye, a little little salt, some sawdust in his eye, and you've got a big two by four stuck in your eye. How are you going to go help him? First, get the big beam out of your eye. Then you can see how to help your brother get the speck out of his eye. God is for people. It's the lifestyle that is a problem with. Are you hearing? I better bet you he got problem with some of our lifestyles. I can't get no talking here. Let me read to you. Let's just make it a little bit clearer. Let me read to you now those same verses out of the New Living Translation. Listen to how it reads and then we'll move further. It says, don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sin or who worship idols or commit adultery or are male prostitutes or practice homosexuality or are thieves or greedy people or drunkards or are abusive or cheat people. None of these will inherit the kingdom of God. Now we can rejoice at verse 11. Some of you were once like that, but you were cleansed, you were made holy. You were made right with God by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. He said, let me remind you, that was your past. Now here again, in these last days, I want you to hear this, please. I want you to hear this. In these last days, the enemy will bring up a lot of stuff out of your past. A lot of the things that the, that the Lord delivered you from, he'll try to bring that same old mess back up to you. You may feel some of those same feelings again. And you may question, God, am I really delivered? Did you really deliver me from this? The answer is yes, he really did. But there is a deception. And so what you're going to have to do is not quote the word, not quote of uh, the law. Hear me now, this is a really good point. Don't, when you feel some of these old feelings, don't quote, don't quote the law. Quote grace. Let's say my issue, let's say my issue was lust. If I were to say, um, Lord, I'm not going to do this because your word says, um, uh, thou shalt not commit adultery. Your word says, uh, whosoever looked upon a woman shall, uh, uh, with lust has already committed adultery. Uh, no, all I'm doing is actually strengthening the grip of sin on my life. Because remember, the strength of law is sin. But instead, if I declare, no, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. 
I present my body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is my reasonable service. As I declare, even as Mary, the mother of Jesus, declared, be it unto me even according to your word. As John said, I must decrease and you must increase in my life. I submit my life to you. Then what's happening is you are beginning to feed your spirit with the real you, who you really are, instead of groveling in what you've done wrong. Are you hearing? There's the deception because the enemy has a file on you. He has a file. He knows what you like. But some of you may be tall, dark, and handsome. Others of you may be small, light, and ugly. I don't know. (laughs) Whatever it is. You understand? But he knows what you like. There's a thing called familiar spirits that follow you, that know what you like, that know how to tempt you. When those times of temptation come, begin to declare what Jesus did for you. Begin to declare how his blood has washed you away, has washed your sins away. Begin to declare your righteousness in Christ, who you really are. And you're going to begin to find victory in your soul beginning to get fed as you begin to identify with what Jesus has said about you. Okay? The enemy will try his best to make you feel worthless. If you're feeling worthless, that means you've been meditating on all the wrong things. Get out of that and get into what God has said about you. Are you are you hearing? Now, let's go back. Go back now. For the brief time we have in Rome, I'm sorry, in John eight. Let's go back in John eight. And let me show you this worked out here Personified. Now here again, all sin leads to bondage. All sin leads to bondage. Okay? If a person says, I don't want Jesus, I don't know if I believe in Jesus, I don't know if there's a God or not, I don't know, I'll decide that later. Understand, you have already decided. Jesus is the only restraining force in this earth that prevents that uh, satanic rule or control. When you enter the door through him, you break the control of the enemy. If we reject the Savior, reject the one that has come to break the bonds of it. Remember, the Bible declares that uh, even the angel told uh, uh, Mary and Joseph there that uh, he said, uh, rather told Joseph in the dream, uh, I believe in um, Matthew, the first chapter, uh, he said, you're going to call, was it Luke, the first chapter? Well, I will look at it later. But he said, you're going to call the child Jesus. Why? Because he's going to save his people from their sins. The Lord Jesus came to save us from our sins. And his, even his very blood washes you from sin. What's the big deal of sin? Here again, sin is bondage. Sin is control. If it enters your life and if it reigns in your life, you're going to find yourself broke, busted, and disgusted. Guarantee you. I guarantee you. If sin enters into a marriage and if it thrives in a marriage, you won't have that marriage very long. If sin enters into your checking account, you won't have your money very long. Because it will always make you stay longer than you plan to. It'll take you further than you want it to go. I'm telling you, 
It will. So Jesus is the only one that breaks the power of sin. So this is why Jesus is hated so much in this society because he is the one who breaks the power of sin and the enemy wants to keep the culture under bondage so that he can control it. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? Let's go for another. Let's go for another 10 minutes. Are you still here? Are you still here with me? All right. I'm, I'm enjoying this. Are you enjoying this word? Can you see the deception that's in the, in our society? Now we can add to that list. Um, um, we can add to that list so many things like how about lying is accepted in our society? If it's the right reason, right? If as long as it helps you at that moment, right? Little white lie won't help, won't hurt, right? But we know that God said all liars will find their place in the lake of fire. So we don't want to touch that. We could add, we could add to the list abortion, which is now being winked at in society, said it's, said it's okay, but why kill a life? But here again, God can restore, he can restore you. If we've committed these things, uh, any of these things, he can restore a life and, uh, and he can bless you as you move forward. Amen, through, through repentance in Christ Jesus. Remember the word says, this is what you were, but you have been washed, you have been cleansed. So there is hope in Christ, amen? So if any of this stuff has happened or even if it is happening right now in your life, and you are under the cover, don't want anybody to know, understand that it's the blood of Jesus that can cleanse you, that can wash you. But you've got to cry out to God and ask him to take these desires, take these things out of your heart. Okay, because if they begin to develop and grow in you, eventually, when sin is fully grown, it will dominate and control. Okay, can I get a witness? Some of you remember. Amen. You don't want to be controlled by it. You don't want to be in control by it. Amen. John 8. Um, uh, we're just going to see one truth. John 8 is so, here again is so full of truth. It is not even funny. So I'm not going to try to get into all of it today. I just can't. We'll just pick out one, one more thing. And next week we'll go to one more if the Lord be willing. John 8 verse 21 Um. John 8, 21 says this, Then Jesus said again unto them, I go my way, and ye shall seek me, and, and uh, shall die in your sins. Underline that, that phrase, die in your sins. Again, 21, Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way, and ye shall seek me, and shall die in your sins. Whether I go, ye cannot come. Then said the Jews, will he kill himself? Because he saith, whether I go, ye cannot come. And he said unto them, uh, ye are from beneath, I am from above. Ye are of this world, I am not of this world. Verse 24, he said therefore unto you, rather I said, said therefore unto you, that ye shall die in your sins. Underline that again. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Underline that again. He's making a very strong point. Now we were in John 8 last week. I think we're going to just stop right there today and go a little bit further on next time. This phrase, let me just explain to you this phrase, die in your sins. He said, if you don't believe that I am he, that is, if you don't, uh, the, the word believe here uh, in the Greek means to be fully persuaded or to be, be persuaded of or to place confidence in. 
If you don't believe that I am he, who is he? The Messiah, the savior of the world, the one who would come to conquer and deliver and uh, remove the bondages, bondages of sin off of your life. He said, if you don't believe that I am he, if you don't have confidence that I am the Messiah, you will die in your sin. Okay, now the word in, die in, let me go write that down on the board for you, okay? One second. We're almost done for the day. Y'all still with me today? He said, you will die in your sins. Right? That's the phrase we're looking at for the next five minutes or so. As we hear, can you hang on for another five minutes? He said, you would die in your sins. Now the word in, in the Greek, the word I in, um, in the Greek means, it does mean in, I in, but it also means with or among. Now this is a very important truth. The word in here also means with or among. Now, this is a picture that I'm about to develop for you. We're going to take our Polaroid camera, and it comes out, we're going to wave it around, and we're going to see, blow on a little bit. We're going to see a picture develop. Anybody remember those things? So we're going to put it on the table. Now, I'm about to show you a picture here and why this is true. Now, he says here, if you don't believe in me, if you don't have confidence in me, if you're not fully persuaded that me, in me, of who I am, that I am the Messiah, the Savior of the world, you will die in your sins. Now, the word in again means with or among. Okay, what does that mean? And what was the, what was the case here? Again, the Pharisees and the scribes were saying, Jesus, we don't need you. Why? Because we already have our own righteousness. We already have our right way of doing things, what we call right. We don't need the righteousness that really God provides through you. We're going to do our own thing. We already know the way that we should go. He said, if you don't believe that I am he, who is he here again? John 3, 16, for God so loved the word that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. If you don't believe that I am he, you will die in your sin. Remember the Lord Jesus told uh, Martha, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in, in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And if he's alive, he shall never die. Okay, if, if they don't have Christ, uh, death is imminent. Okay, all right, let me just back up for a second. Jesus is the only way to get our sins washed away. Okay, I'm closing my book. That is, I'm turning it off. We're going to do this and we're going to go. Hear me. Jesus is the only way, if this is a person here, this is person A, and this is person, this is person B right here. All right? Person A, person A, person B, Person A has received Jesus as Lord and Savior. He had sins on his life, but now they have been washed away. There's the water washing them away. And he enters into eternity having no sin, blameless. Ephesians, the first chapter, I believe. Blameless in the sight of God. The Lord's blood does such a perfect job that it as is, that it as, that it is as if it had never happened. The sin had never occurred. He is justified. 
in the sight of God. Washed away. Remember we read in, in um, 1 Corinthians 6, he said, uh, but, these, but some of you were like this, but you have been washed, you have been cleansed, right? If a person says, I don't want Jesus in my life, then that means that they will die in or with or among their sins. Which means that when they stand before God, and they will stand before God, when they stand at the great judgment throne of Christ, they will still have their sins. They will stand, they will die with their sins intact. They will die in their sins, they will die with their sins, among their sins. So we're talking about stench. Now, everything in this life is covered. Now we're going to go just a little bit deeper, okay? Please hang with me. Everything in this life is covered. The true intent of man's heart to man is covered. You can cover a lot of things in this life. But when the body, your body is peeled off and it's just you, the spiritual you, everything is revealed. Nothing is hidden. The true nature of everything is seen in the spirit. Everything is amplified in the spirit. The true nature, you can't hide it. Covers are taken fully off. So that when that individual dies in or with or among their sins, it is all revealed. The stench is everywhere. The filth, the, the dirt, the grime, all of the, the nasties, the uglies are all revealed as they enter, as they exit this life and step, each, step into eternity with, in, and among their sins. And so they'll stand in the presence of holy God, of his Christ, and in the presence of the holy angels in a place that is completely light, completely holiness. With that, in that, and among that. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That's why here again, there will be no place for them in heaven. Are you hearing me? So Jesus said, if you don't believe that I am he, if you don't believe that I'm the Messiah, the Savior of the world, that God sent me here to redeem you, to restore you, to wash your sins away, if you don't believe in me, you will die in, with, and among your sins, and you will stand in the presence of God with all of that on you. If you don't let me wash you, he told the disciples that they took a towel and wrapped it, wrapped himself. He said, if you don't let me wash you, you have no part with me. He said, I'm here to wash you, to take that stuff away from you. And listen, his washing is regardless of your past. All you've got to do is say, yes, Jesus, I want you. It's regardless of what you're active in right now. All you've got to do is say, Jesus, I want you. You could be in the bed. You could be in the drug house right now. You could be doing all these bad things right now. And all you've got to do is say, God, I repent. Jesus, I want you now. I believe in you. And he'll come and begin to wash those things away from you. Remember, uh, salvation is not a reward for a life well lived. 
Righteousness is not a reward for a life well lived. You can tweet that too. It is not a reward. It is a free gift that God gives regardless of your past or even your present. All you've got to do is believe in him and ask him in your heart right now and he will come with his cleansing flow and wash all that stuff away. So that when you enter into his presence out of this life, when you step out of your body into the spirit realm, there's nothing on you. I won't be when I stand there, when you stand there, we won't be in or with or among our sins because the Lord has washed them away from us as far as the east is from the west. He's cast them away from us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So as we go down the list of these things, of these accepted, uh, expected, accepted wrong behaviors, none of us should go out wanting to condemn, condemn people. No, that's not the answer. The answer is get them Jesus. But I have this joint in my hand, okay? Here's Jesus. Let me tell you about Jesus. But I have this beer ball in my hand. Let me tell you about Jesus. But I'm married to someone of the same sex. Let me tell you about Jesus. He is the answer for our society. You understand? Hallelujah. I don't care. You, you're living together, this and that and the other, whatever. Here's Jesus. Once Jesus gets in a life, he'll help him turn things around. I hope you've heard the word of God today. We're done in Jesus' mighty name. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. Let's do better than that. Let's praise him. Let's thank him for his wonderful word. Hallelujah. There's hope for everybody. There is hope for everybody. There is hope for everybody. 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 Hallelujah. There's hope for everybody. Everybody. Don't count people out. Many people count a thief on the cross out. Don't count people out. Don't count them out. God is for people. He is for us. Amen. Amen. What is the answer for our society? What's his name? Jesus. You better bet. He breaks the power of sin and changes, turns a life around. Let's praise him one more time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.